Welcome to the Stack of Stats podcast. I am Pam Maldonado, joined by my girl, Kelly, in Vegas. And we're here to bring you five against the spread contest picks for week five of the NFL. Kelly? We win two and three last week. It was our first losing week of the season. We are now 12 and eight on the season. Talk about discouraged. How are you feeling? You know, discouraged is tough, Pam. I've had a really great college football season. And up until Sunday, I had a really great NFL season. And, you know, come Sunday, I saw a couple of line moves. And, you know, there's certain things that I like to look for. And I saw the writing on the wall early. And I just mm-hmm. said, screw it. I'm not going to like beat myself up over this kind of have just yeah. one of those bad NFL Sundays. And so to be two and three in the contest is not <laughs> good, but it's better than going zero and five, right? We spoke about that Absolutely. last week. Go- going zero and five can just decimate you. And it's really hard to come back from that unless you have a couple five and O's. Of course, the goal is like four and one every week, three and two on a bad week. Two. So two mm-hmm. and three, I won't say I'm discouraged. I'll just say that I'm frustrated because whenever you and I are in a coin flip situation, we should just flip an actual coin and not uh, allow the other person to pick. We should just say <laughs> heads is this bad team or tails is this bad team? Because I think it would be better than us because now one week you got to pick the one week I got to pick both super ugly dogs, both super ugly losers. So yeah. it's just one of those situations where if we had both of those go our way, we'd be sitting at 14 and six and be a lot happier uh, at this moment in time, but 12 and eight, we're all right. Like we're, we're going to get through this and uh, we got to have a five and a week though. And that's got to happen here sooner than later to start of a new quarter. So I think starting off this week, five and oh, sounds like a good plan. Every week. I think we're going five and oh, so here we are again this week. We're back. I'm feeling it. I feel better. I think we're going to be a okay for the rest of the season, starting with this week. And just a reminder of what it is that we are doing. We're putting together five against the spread picks for an NFL contest that we are in automatically in is Kelly's best bet, my best bet. And then together we're coming up with a three. If we don't agree, seems like this week, we may not be in too much of agreement, but we'll start first with your pick bills plus two and a half at the chiefs. Kelly, this one scares me. I got to tell you, because who have the bills faced? A whole bunch well, of nobody quarterbacks. <laughs> and it and it scares me too that I love it this much. This is the only game I really, really like this week, Pam. And uh, it's just because this is a Chiefs team that now all of a sudden everybody's going to want it back because what did they do? That's right. Everyone spread. <laughs> yep. And they covered the spread against Philadelphia. So the Chiefs are back, especially at Arrowhead. Listen, Arrowhead is a monster kind of place to play. It is loud. It gets rocking. But when the Chiefs defense gives up a couple big plays, it's going to quiet down rather quickly. And that's exactly what this Bills team is going to be able to do. Now, I do think this is going to be a high-scoring game, and it does concern me from that fact. But if you're going to give me the better defense plus the points here, I have to take the Bills. This is Patrick Mahomes, and he does everything that he does well. If we get beat on a late touchdown drive, will I be really disappointed in myself? Sure. But if the Bills have the last possession, I have no doubt in my mind the Chiefs are not going to have some goal line stand here. That's what we saw with the Chargers a couple weeks ago when you talked me into taking them against the Chiefs. Why? Because prior to that game, the Chargers were allergic to the red zone. And all of a sudden, they play the Chiefs, and they're able to kick, not kick field goals and actually score touchdowns. And I think that's what we're going to see here from this Bills team. Yes, the Bills looked really great Mm -hmm. last week against the Texans, which doesn't say much. But I do think that they are – 
for lack of better words, last week they got some extra practice, right? They got to really air out their offense and they really got to kind of utilize some of their weapons. And I think against certain teams they had not. And last week was kind of like their coming out game. I think this game should be closer to a pick them. So two and a half to me looks like the right side. And, and like I said, we may get beat late with the Patrick Mahomes kind of touchdown pass because that's kind of the risk you take when betting in the Chiefs, that you never know what you're going to get from Patrick, the magician. But uh, mm-hmm. I know exactly what we're going to get from this Chiefs defense, and that is a lot of deep balls and a lot of being able to ground and pound against them. You're talking about weapons for the Bills and who can capitalize on the Chiefs having just one of the worst secondaries in all the NFL. One of those players I think is going to be uh, Dawson Knox. He is the tight end for the Bills. I think he could have a really big game. The Chiefs, they are allowing 10.6 yards per target to opposing tight ends. That's 31st in the league, and they're allowing an 82% catch rate, also 31st in the league. So if we're if the Bills are going to cover, they're going to do it at the help of Dawson Knox. I like him for any time touchdown. I like him to have over receiving yards. I popped on that early. Let's do it. It scares the frick out of me. I love but that, hey, you know what? That's, that's, that's exactly such why. a good angle. Because that's not, if you asked me who I thought was going to be able to put up all the points, I would have not looked towards Dawson Knox. And I, I love that. That's a great play by you. So then we're going to end up having the Bills as our first leg our first card their first team on our card plus two and a half with the chiefs cross your fingers oh my god i don't want to look but let's go all right then we're gonna do my best bet i don't think you're in agreement with me but this is my best bet so i have to roll with it unless you change my mind i'm open to considerations i like the cowboys minus seven at home against the giants and let me tell you first it's because yes you always talk about teams you fade the teams who are looking absolutely stellar well it's consistently week after week that the cowboys look stellar so can that be a team that you fade the panthers had the number one pass rush the number one rated defense and look at how dallas manhandled them 450 yards 8.5 yards per pass over seven yards per carry the giants are not the panthers they are 30th in the pass rush absolutely no quarterback uh pressure whatsoever and they are 22nd in total defense i know that the dallas defense has definitely stepped up their game the eagles couldn't run on them and they're a run only team so saquon barkley i don't expect him to have a good game daniel jones is going to throw an interception he's only thrown one all season but now you're going up against dallas who's first in takeaways ezekiel elliott dak prescott have a big day cowboys minus seven at home I don't hate it, Pam. Look, uh, no, I I don't like the Giants. I like divisional underdogs, right? I like certain situations. Do I want to back the Giants? Did they go into New Orleans and get a win last week? I don't think they did. I think New Orleans lost that game. And absolutely, they were up 21-10. They were up and 21 10. <laughs> and so then when you look at the final score, it's rather fraudulent. I will say, and maybe I'm a little biased because I was on the Panthers last week and lost my first best bet of the year. I do think that final score of the Cowboys game was a little fraudulent as well. That yeah, being no. said, I, I don't think I'm going to get to the windows on the giant and if, giants. If you tell me it's your best bet, I would agree with you. And everything that you just said, it's a completely great analysis. This is a Cowboys team. I thought we were still a year away from with Dan Quinn as their new defensive coordinator. I didn't think they'd make this many strides on the defensive side of the ball yet. They have, and you're absolutely right. Again, normally looking to take that divisional underdog. Like I like to do is particularly in the NFC East, but we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we both liked the Cowboys against the Eagles. I said, normally I'd be looking to take the Eagles. This Dallas team is a little bit different, and I was dead wrong on them, uh, thinking it would take them another year. It looks like they're here now, and, and I'm with you on the mm-hmm. seven. 
And this is their last home game before they go on back-to-back road trips. So they want to definitely close it out with a bang before traveling on the road. All right. So then those are two bets that we have. We have like Bills plus two and a half. I like Cowboys minus seven. Now let's talk about some games because we kind of really don't really have a lot in agreement. I'll tell you why I like the Bears plus five and a half at the Raiders. And maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but let's just talk about it through. This is a defense, the Bears defense, who has generated 15 sacks on the season. And we saw how Derek Carr just absolutely could not handle the quarterback pressure from the L.A. Chargers. Well, the L.A. Chargers have a worse pass rush than the Bears. And yet Carr was still sacked four times. He threw one interception, 5.8 yards per pass, less than 200 passing yards. And now we know that Matt Nagy is no longer calling the plays for this Bears offense. And look what happens we see bears actually have an offense. So maybe there's still a little bit too much respect here for the Raiders getting home love and bears still getting underappreciated because it's a rookie quarterback. How do you feel about this game? Listen, under no circumstances would I be laying five and a half with the Raiders. I can't picture a time or place where I've ever laid that many points with the Raiders. This is a Raiders (sighs) team that I think is a little Jekyll and Hyde. They've been taken to overtime a couple of times. Basically, the the Ravens coughed up that win week one. They were dominating in the first half. A couple of calls go the Raiders' way. I've been betting against this Raiders team, and I'm going to continue to do so. Do I really want to back the Bears on the road? Not just yet. This was a Bears Mm -hmm. team I talked myself out of last week because when it moved to two and a half off that key number three, I overthought it. You and I have been over that several times. Sometimes I look at these line moves and I tend to stay away. I put the Mm -hmm. Lions in a teaser, and what happens? You're right, Matt Nagy hands the clipboard to somebody else. And this bears team was rejuvenated. I do think they turned a corner last week. I'm not necessarily ready to back them on the road, but as I mentioned, there's no way I'm touching the Raiders this week. All right. Then maybe we'll leave it on for consideration for now. It's a pass. Another game that I liked was the Broncos pick at a Steelers, but this is only contingent that Teddy Bridgewater plays and we don't know if he is. So what do we do with that information? Pass. Yeah, it's tough. Look, it really is. This is a Steelers team. That's in a world of hurt, right? We know Big Ben is hurt. We know that TJ Watt is still hurt. We know that half of the offensive line is so banged up. I don't want to touch the Steelers. I do agree with you. I could not take the Broncos with Drew Locke being the starting quarterback. I do think the Broncos kind of got brought back down to earth a little bit last week. I tweeted Mm -hmm. on Tuesday, in what world are the Broncos two and a half point home favorites? And then I put the Ravens in every single teaser. And when it hit pick them, what did I do? I wussed out and didn't take the Ravens. <laughs> sometimes uh, I feel like, you know, sometimes it's one of those things where you stay off a game because of the line move. But very rarely do I stay off a game because of the line move and then regret it. I, do I play a game and then regret it later? So I got to stop overthinking those things. Look, this would be a Broncos or pass type situation, but depending on when we'll know if Teddy will be playing this week makes this very difficult from a contest perspective. Exactly. So for that, we'll pass on it, but I did want to talk about it briefly. The other, the only other game, there's not a light, a lot that I love this week. So the Same. only other game that I like is Jets plus three at the Falcons. I will not bet the Jets. I will not bet the Jets, except I was one week week too early. I was one week too early early on the Jets. Jets. This happens to me every freaking game. Every time I take an underdog, the very next week they cover and then they win outright. This I'm always a week too early in college football and in the NFL. Hey, you know what? I'm going to call it a gift. I'm early. (laughs) So um, Jets plus three. I was one week too early. They got their first win against the Titans. 13 sacks on the season. And now you're going up against 
Matt Ryan. It's a very winnable game from a defensive standpoint. They are 12th in passing defense and the Atlanta Falcons, they are a passing touchdown team. They're 11th in passing touchdowns, 30th in rushing touchdowns. And the problem with that is that the Jets have only allowed two passing touchdowns all season, six total touchdowns in multiple games. They are very good red zone defense with a heck of a pass rush. They give up field goals. They don't give up points. Jets plus three and the only other winnable game that they have on their season slate. I definitely think this is a winnable game for them. The question is, are they going to be able to win this game? This is a a Falcons team. I want to never lay points with like, look what happened a couple of weeks ago when, you know, we went back and forth on them and we passed, they, you know, and then last week we took them and here we are. This is just like one of those scenarios where I'm like, I'm not laying with the Falcons, but is my recency bias with this Falcons team that we've now taken twice on the year once where they, you know, choked it away to the Bucks and had many opportunities to cover that game until the fourth quarter or last week where they just were absolutely flat against a, a defense that I was really high on to start the year. Uh, it's, it's tough. You're a, pass it's- o- you're a pass only team facing a defense. That's only great at defending the pass. I think the Jets make a lot of sense this week. I really do. Uh, it's not like I want to take the Jets, but if we're struggling to find three more, All we right. got to make some concessions. So the other game that I liked was the Ravens minus seven at home, but that's on a Monday and I hate touching Monday games. I feel like those are the ones are like, fuck, got to wait. We're one to know on another Mondays. day. For what? Well, then let's consider the Ravens then. Well, I do like the Ravens. Um, I can go ahead and say that Indianapolis, they can't score. They are in every time they end up in the red zone. They are zone, definitely they are, allergic to the red zone. They are ninth in red zone attempts, which means they are getting downfield, but they are 24th in red zone touchdowns, which means they are not converting those trips into touchdowns. And the Colts, they have converted 11%, 11% of red zone plays for touchdowns. That's 32nd in the league. The league rate is 23%. So they're 10% below average. They have run 12 plays inside the five, 12 plays, one touchdown. That reason alone is enough for me to say Baltimore Ravens is the much better team. They have a good defense. They have Lamar Jackson and the Indianapolis Colts. Lamar Jackson, this is an opportunity for him to come out and sling in. We know that he can throw. They just choose to run. But Lamar Jackson, he's averaging a career high of 31 passing attempts and a career high of 269 yards per game. While the Colts are allowing the highest touchdown rate to opposing quarterbacks, they lead in passing touchdowns with 11 allowed. So I think the Ravens are going to win this with the through the air passing touchdowns. Lamar doesn't even need to run because the Colts defense is so bad. Well, so this is a Ravens team that, you know, we spoke about a couple of weeks ago that probably should have lost to the Lions. Then they go into Denver and basically get the job done. Yes, they knocked Teddy Bridgewater out of the game, but this was a really good Ravens team. I bet the Colts a couple of weeks ago, I'm sure you remember, versus the Rams. Everybody told me I was crazy. And every time the Colts got into the red zone, I just wanted to scream at the television because they are so red zone inept. Mm-hmm. The seven makes me a little nervous here. I did uh, tweet the Ravens where they were seven and a half in a teaser. Mm-hmm. I do think the Ravens is the only way I could look here. I'm not willing to back the Colts, especially on the road. I know what they were just able to do in Miami, but that was with Jacoby Brissett, not yep. to attack Viola. Viola, excuse me. I could get on board with the Ravens. Okay. What else do you like then? Because those are the only games that I liked. 
I'm open to hearing other options. So I, I'm looking at going back to the well with the Panthers here. And okay. I don't disagree. part of the reason why is because I mentioned in that last game that the Dallas, the box score for the Dallas and the Carolina game was a little fraudulent, right? If you actually right. go back, watch some of the highlights. Yes. Dallas, as you mentioned, one of the best teams in takeaways, Sam Darnold kind of had one of those Sam Darnold type games. I do think that now this week they are getting a little less love, right? Because of how poorly it appeared that they played. And then you've got Philadelphia on the flip side that people are trying to give some sort of credit for. Maybe Jalen Hurts is now this quarterback that everybody can start to rely on. My problem is, is when you play the Chiefs defense, you look good. <laughs> you look good. I don't it's think that Jalen Hurts looked great. I think the Chiefs defense looked bad. So I'm right. going back personally to the well with the Panthers. Three and a half is always one of those contest lines you just hate. It's not actually actually in the contest. It's three. Well, Panthers that minus is, three. I, that's that what is, I was just checking. Panthers minus that's, three. That's rather interesting. I, I do think that we will see this Panthers defense put a hurt on Jalen Hurts. And I think he will not be as mobile as he was last week. And like I mentioned, I think a lot of people are giving Philly a little bit too much credit for that uh, loss and non-cover against the Chiefs last week. I will agree with that because the Eagles, yes, he said, anyone's going to look good against the Kansas City Chiefs. But then aside from that, if you're looking at Dallas, they have multiple playmakers on that team. It's not just Ezekiel, it's Pollard and it is Dak for the Eagles. You got Jalen Hurts. It's a lot easier to cover one man. I think this is an opportunity for the pass rush, who is still second best pass rush in the NFL, is going to really threaten Jalen Hurts here. They're going to be able to stop the run because it's a lot easier to stop one guy than it is to stop Zeke and Pollard and Dak. I definitely don't dislike this at all. Um, because it's three, I don't mind putting it in. I yeah, I think my, it's that was I definitely think it's worth the play at three. And then the only other game that I would love to have a three and a half on, but I have a feeling it is also three would be the Cincinnati Bengals. But if I remember correctly, you text me that you like the Packers. I did like the Packers, um, but I hate Aaron Rodgers not playing at home. <laughs> and I think that's the kind of the thing here is this looks like a very trap game. They play the bears next week. This looks just so easy to just take that three on the road. And this Packers defense is rather suspect. That's my big question mark with this team. We know what you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers for the most part, but we also know what you're going to get from Aaron Rodgers on the road. Being in green Bay is completely different. And I think this is a, a Bengals squad. That's like a little sneaky, right? We've seen them at home be able to play differently than they do on the road. Obviously we saw how flat they were in Chicago, but this is a Bengals squad that I think is really started to get on my radar a little bit more. How about and that this? is I can do it because I just saw uh, a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, who I love. Um, I am a Jags fan. I I'm actually, you are, I didn't know you were a Jags fan. Whoa. I just, he just came in the mail today. Look what I'm aware. I know. I know. And now yeah, listen, don't get me I'm wrong. It's, it's, it's absolutely terrifying. I will say it's really hard for a team to get excited about the Jags. And uh, the Jags definitely lost that game. Urban Meyer, had he 
you know, kick that field goal going into half, they probably would have won that game. Thank you, Urban, for not because I had the Bengals and Survivor. But look, you know, they had you have now Aaron Rodgers, who is still light miles ahead of Trevor Lawrence, and the Bengals just got carved up by Trevor Lawrence. So regardless of whether him being on the road, you are still taking the much better quarterback, the more experienced quarterback and the Bengals who are, I mean, kind of frauds right now. And it was exploited last week. It's just tough. I, I can't, I can't take the, you're other ready side. to say the, the Bengals three points to Aaron Rodgers. I'm not ready to commit that far yet. So let I us think that's table. Fair. Let's table that. Let's table that for now. And then we'll consider. So as of right now, we have bills plus two and a half Panthers minus three and the Cowboys minus seven. How, what else? That's about all I've got. Listen, <laughs> on my long list, like if you want to go way down my list. Instead uh, of going can... way down your list, how about we stick to one of the ones at the top of my list? I liked, I really loved the Bears plus five and a half. And I really liked the Jets plus three. So of the two, which one do you feel most comfortable with? Don't make me pick again. Remember, I was really bad at that last week. I think that's uh, that's the issue here. I if listen, anytime I don't have to take the Jets, I'm all for it. I, I do lean towards the Bears with you. I do think this Raiders team is not a complete team. And I I really like the fact that Matt Nagy is no longer calling the plays. Uh, for the Bears. And I think this Bears team is ready to rally around Justin Fields. Kind of said it'd be week five or six before he was named the starter. And here we are. I think that was just kind of one of those scenarios that he needed to fall into that place and maybe earn that spot. And I think last week he actually did. Okay. So then let's do the Bears instead of the Jets. So then that gives us four picks. And now what do we do with our five? (laughs) I like the Ravens with you. I do. I think the Ravens is one of those plays where I don't think we are. I don't think I overthink it. I think it makes a lot of sense. We spoke about why the Ravens have really started to show some promise since almost losing to the lions a couple of weeks ago. And I think Mm -hmm. we stick with it. Lamar Jackson should be able to have his way on Sunday and Mm -hmm. uh, both in the run game and passing game. Absolutely. And so I I do think you're right there because the Ravens was never on my radar, but neither was the other side. Neither was the other side. I like it. Is there any other game that you wanted to talk about just like as a precaution I, to those who are considering it? Oh, uh, God, there is just nothing. There's you said it when we opened the show. There's nothing that I love this week outside of the bills. The bills is just this game that all of a sudden I started looking at it more and more and more and more. And I'm like, don't overthink it. The bills is totally your type of play here. Just do it. And, uh, you know, we laughed on a couple of shows ago. Think long, think wrong. And I, I got to stop overthinking things. <laughs> I'm overthinking it. And that's what I think the problem is. This is why on game day, whether it's for NFL, whether it's for college football, especially for Saturday, I do not look at Twitter. I don't read anybody's articles. I don't watch anybody's videos Monday through Saturday. It is just me, my brain and what I think is going to be the outcome. And if it works out awesome, that means I did a job well done. If it doesn't work out, then that means, hey, you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out why it didn't work out. But the more noise that you add to it, I get confused. I get so fucking confused and I'm like, wait, well, why do you like it? Well, that makes sense now. And so now I start questioning how I do my things, but that's the problem with betting is that everybody looks at games 100% differently than you do it one way. I do it another way. Ask 10 people and they all do it 10 different ways. (laughs) 
I'm with you. And, you know, we're both surrounded by some really sharp people. And so it's hard not to take their opinion into consideration because you do respect what they do. And that's mm-hmm. why, you know, you and I text earlier in the week and I leaned Washington football team. And one of the guys I do a show with, he said his best bet was the saints. And I go, I'm missing something. And so right. after I got done doing the show, I started looking at it a little bit more. I do still like Washington in a teaser, but that defense just, I, I don't think I had downgraded them enough from how high I had them this year. You know, when I did all my preseason videos, I said, they're going to win the NFC East. They're going to win nine games. This is going to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they just Mm. haven't gotten there yet. And so when you ask me about Washington football team, I'm like, you know, you're like, no, do you? And I'm like, this is me now maybe realizing I hadn't corrected my stuff enough on a team because I was so high on them to start the season. And I'll agree with that. I like Washington football team also on a teaser. I'm not sure I'm ready to back less than a field goal with them. Even if it is at home, the saints, they are still the saints. So then at least we do have our five cards or five plays for this week. I actually don't feel bad about this. I love it. I think I'm going to, I think it's a good mix. I don't know. Five and oh, it's going to happen every week. I say it, speak it into existence. It's going to happen. It's bound to come. You and I are too smart and we are too good at what we do and to not have a five. No, this is the week, Kelly. This is the week. We do have Bills plus two and a half at the Chiefs. We have Panthers minus three at home to the Eagles. Cowboys minus seven at home to the Giants. Bears plus five and a half on the road to the Raiders. And for Monday night, we have Ravens minus seven at the Colts. Don't overthink it. You roll with what you know. And this is what we know. Do make sure to follow Kelly on Twitter at Kelly in Vegas. You can follow me at Twitter at Pamela M 35. And that does it for our five against the spread context contest picks in the NFL this week. 